All right, hello everyone. Welcome to The Way Podcast, where we talk about Yahweh and how to live life his way. My name is Victoria, and I am so happy you're here. Um, Before we get into today's episode, please like and subscribe on YouTube. Leave me five stars on any podcasting platform you're listening on. And what day will we all be seeing this? It'll be a few days before Christmas. So, Merry Christmas. This is crazy. I cannot believe it is the end of the year. That is insane. I just have had such a great year. I'm so happy. Anyways, y'all, um, today, guess what we're talking about? We're talking about Christmas, the Christmas story, what that actually means and what that entails. So let's get right into today's episode. Cool. Okay. So we're talking about Christmas. What the heck does that mean? Every time I hit record, I just get so happy. There's so much to be said when it comes to the Christmas story. But I think the biggest thing that I want to touch on today is how it's not your average Joe fairy tale. It's actually a very like intense story. I feel like when you actually know the depth of the story and the details of the story, I think it makes you glorify, makes you want to glorify Jesus more in this season instead of getting lost in like the lights and the Christmas trees and Santa Claus and all the other things. It just, the reason we have Christmas is because of Jesus, not because all the other things. And so I just really wanted to break down his, the reason behind the season. And also Christmas, if you don't know, which I would assume 99% of y'all watching this podcast know this information, but Christmas is celebrating the birth of Jesus. And so that is what we're reading today out of Luke is just his birth. And then we're going to break down some things that has to do with his birth to just really hone in on not, it's not an ugly story, but it's not a pretty story. And so anyways, let's get into Luke. So we're going to read Luke chapter two, verses one through seven. So the literal title of this section of chapter two is the birth of Jesus Christ. So it says, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria and all went to be registered each to his own town. And Joseph also went from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Okay, there's so much to say and I don't have that much time. So I didn't even read the the previous verses where it talks about an angel came to Mary and told Mary, that uh, she was going to give birth to Jesus Emmanuel. Joseph was with her. And of course, Joseph's like, what the heck? Like, she's a virgin and 
I can't marry a pregnant woman, you know? And so I think starting from just the very beginning of that, I think is very not a pretty story. And it's just such a faith filled story because if you really put yourself in Mary's shoes, a literal angel came to her and told her she was going to give birth to the son of God. If that was me and the angel literally just came right here and told me that it just would be unbelievable. And so the fact that Mary and Joseph in Luke chapter one, verse 38, Mary says, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So that was literally Mary's response to the angel. When the angel came to her and told her she was going to give birth, she said, let it be according to your word. I am a servant of the Lord. Basically, in modern day terms, she's saying an angel comes to her. You're giving birth to the son of God. Mary goes, "Okay, I am surrendered to God. I want his will to be done through my life. I am his servant. I am his daughter. So I will do what you say is essentially what she's saying. Whereas if you literally think about me or literally any, probably anyone else, they would be like, are you crazy? I'm not giving birth to the son of God. I am a virgin. And so anyways, that whole beginning chunk is just so full of faith. And it's honestly insane. So then we go down to chapter two, verses one through seven, where Jesus is born. Okay, so in verse four, where it says, And Joseph also went from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Okay, now Mary is pregnant at this point. And so the walk from Nazareth to Bethlehem, y'all, is 80 miles. 80 miles. That's crazy. And so, again, we hear the Christmas story and it says that they went from Nazareth to Bethlehem and X, Y, Z. And it's just not pretty. Like they literally hiked for 80 miles with a pregnant Mary. Honestly, don't know if any mothers at all watch this podcast. I think we're all young adults, you know, in our 20s, maybe some teens in there. I don't know if there's moms that watch this at all, but I would assume hiking. 80 miles. I mean, hiking two miles pregnant is a daunting task. So I can't even imagine them walking 80 miles. And then not only did they hike 80 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem, it was in the desert. They were hiking through the desert. 80 miles. Mary is pregnant. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? I'm trying to set the scene. Okay. 80 miles in the desert, pregnant. First of all, I am a very healthy human being, okay? I am not pregnant, but I hate the summer. If you don't, fun fact about me, my least favorite season is the summer. It's just so freaking hot. I hate being hot. So I'm thinking about literally hiking from here. My church is like five miles up the road. It's a, it's a little truck but or a little trek, whatever. Anyways, I'm thinking about walking from here to my church, which is five miles away in like 80 degree weather. That sounds like a miserable time. So anyways, just imagine y'all going from here to school or here to college or here to your work, walking in the desert in maybe over 100 degree weather. Pregnant, pregnant. 
that is insane. Anyways, moving on. Um, verse seven, where it says, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Okay, so let's wrap our heads around what we usually normally know about the Christmas story. Jesus was born, wrapped him in cloths and put him in a manger, whatever, whatever. So here's the little things in that verse that are significant that we never talk about. And before I even get into this, y'all, let's just remember that Jesus is the son of God. He is perfect and he is holy and precious and just the best man ever. Okay, kind, sweet, almighty, powerful, and our God of this universe. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm about to literally shout. Okay, let's wrap our mind around the just, I can't even put Jesus into words, just how amazing he is. Okay, listen to his birth conditions. So she wrapped him with cloths. So back in those times, when a mother has to wrap her own child that she just birthed herself, that indicates that it was a lonely birth. So there was no midwife, no anything to wrap Jesus when he was born. Mary had to do it, which means her birthing was lonely. Is birthing a word? I don't know. Her birth was lonely, but like the get, like the action of giving birth was lonely. That was why she had to wrap Jesus herself. And then she wrapped him in swaddling cloths. So in those days, when the children were born, the babies were born, what they were wrapped in indicated their class. If you were like a royal baby, you got wrapped in the finest linen. Okay. And then it's just like America where it's, what is it? Middle class, upper class and lower class. If you are an upper class baby back in that day, you're probably getting wrapped in the finest linen. If you are middle class like me, well, do I classify as middle class anymore? I don't know what I am as an adult, but growing up, I grew up in a middle class family. So we probably would get wrapped in average Joe linen. Okay. But the lowest of the low babies at that time got wrapped in the swaddling cloths that indicated that Jesus was truly like classified as the lowest of the low in that society he got wrapped and then there's even commentators that say it was like pieces of swaddling cloths so it's it wasn't even like a whole piece of cloth like it was just torn pieces of rags that Jesus was wrapped in when he was born and that's crazy because oh my gosh this is just so counter to society because Jesus is royalty. Jesus is king. But he was wrapped in the lowest of the low cloths, the swaddling cloths. That is so humbling. And then it says, because there was no room in the end. I think when y'all hear this, y'all think that that's, that's saying E-N-D. But that's saying I-N-N, like a motel or a hotel, like an inn. You go and stay at an inn. That's what they're saying. There was no room in the inn so some say that the birth was in a cave or a stable and so either way it goes 
the his birth was public. There was no privacy. Like there wasn't a room that they were giving birth in. It was literally like a, if you go on a rest stop, if you're traveling and you cross state borderlines and you travel to a rest stop and it's just a super public place of people walking in and out, that's essentially like the conditions of the birth. It wasn't a private birth. It just wasn't pretty, you know? That's not ideal for anyone to give birth and not in private, you know? Not in just like your own sacred space and so this is where Jesus was born and his conditions of his birth and it's just so crazy just the how humbling this is when you actually know the conditions of his birth this is where he chose to be birthed like God is God okay if he wanted Jesus to go marry to go give birth in the finest hospitals do they even have hospitals I don't know but in the finest hospitals ever in that time God could easily have sent them to do that like that's not that's not hard for God to do but God chose for Jesus to get birth to be born in these conditions like this is what we're celebrating we're our God he put on humanity y'all and came down to earth already in a rocky start, honestly, getting birthed in those conditions and then continues to live his life. And it's just like, this is what we're celebrating, like his birth. It's a beautiful, beautiful story because this has to get done in order for the prophecies to be fulfilled and in order for Jesus to grow up into a man, to do his ministry and go on a cross. Like all of this had to be done. And so because we love Jesus and he is truly the best and he did not have to do this, but he did it anyway. Because of that, that is what we are celebrating. But I just don't want us to miss what truly happened, not on Christmas, because technically Christmas is not his birthday officially, but we celebrate his birth here. I don't want us to miss what is actually taking place. And then when the angel told Mary and Joseph, they were going to give birth to the son of God and call him Emmanuel. That means God with us. And so the birth of Jesus is just so symbolic of literally so many things, but it is essentially God with us. Like he's, he's here. Like he's, he became on earth. That is, it's just so crazy to me. And then, not to mention, he literally goes and dies on a cross and doesn't even have to do that. All because he loves us and doesn't want to spend eternity apart from us. Like, that is just insane. And last week, or maybe maybe two weeks ago, I was, okay, most of y'all know that I lost my father in 2020. It was like two weeks before Thanksgiving and I struggle. I probably say this year has been the best year out of the three, but I struggle a lot during this time because it's just like, I freaking, how are we supposed to sit here and act like dad's not here? How, how are we supposed to act like his presence is just not in the room when we have Thanksgiving dinner and when we have Christmas dinners and all these things? I'd say two weeks ago, I was struggling a little bit and I was down. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. I was sitting in church and I heard him say, Victoria, and I and I and I don't want to what's the word? Crap, I guess, on anyone else's grief, because that's not what I'm doing at all. And that it's not what God 
was doing to me in this moment, but it did snap me back into gear. But I felt the Holy Spirit in church tell me that Victoria, Christmas, like this holiday season, it's not about you. It is about the son of God. It is about Jesus. This is who we're celebrating. And yes, it hurts. And yes, we're sad, but it's not about us. It's about Jesus. And that was God's way of putting my eyes back on him because we get so, and I needed that so hard because we get so blinded. We get so blinded by our own grief and we get so blinded by just our own problems that it's just so easy for us to forget why we're doing what we're doing, why Christmas is a thing. Like, and yes, it hurts when loved ones are not here and continue. I mean, and that's literally a way of life. The more we live, the more loved ones are going to be missing from the freaking dinner table at Christmas and Thanksgiving and in the holidays. And so it, this is just really touchy because I really don't want to be insensitive to people who are also grieving like I am. But I think just a way to be able to make it through these seasons and not only make it through these seasons, but enter these seasons with joy and gratitude because you made it here. You made it another year. You made it to the season to be able to celebrate Jesus coming down to us here on earth. And so if you are one of those people grieving, again, I understand. You don't understand how much I understand. Like it hurts. But also, I know this is cliche, but Jesus is the reason for the season. We cannot forget the reason for the season. And I've said this before on on another podcast episode, but even forget grief. Maybe you're going through a breakup. Maybe you don't have money for gifts. Maybe you're losing a job. Maybe, I don't know what y'all are going through. But I've said this before, keep your eyes on Jesus because that is essentially what we are celebrating in this season. We're not... I don't want to say nothing else matters, but I really do feel like once we make it to the heavenly gates, nothing else is going to matter. Like we're going to think back on this and be like, nothing else mattered. Like, and then especially if your loved ones are saved and in heaven, you're 100% going to see them again. And they are in a better place. They are worshiping Jesus all day, every day. Like, I know you've heard this all before. But keeping your eyes on Jesus and the reason as to why we are here, it is, it's what is going to not only get you through this season, but also bring back joy in this season, create new traditions for this season. There's just going to be joy that you've lost and it will return. And the Bible says there will be joy in the morning. Okay. And so I, I get it, y'all. It's hard. Christmas is hard. Holidays are hard, especially when you're grieving or alone or just I don't know what keeps the celebratory feeling away for you this season, but I get it. And I just want to tell you to just as hard as you can try to focus on Jesus because this season is not even about us. It is about him. I still think that is just so profound to even think that, oh yeah, like it really isn't about us. I think we just get so caught up in our own lives and in our own issues and in our own problems that we literally just put blinders on and we don't think anything else matters. When a lot of this time, uh, uh, this a big part of this life is not even about 
us. A part of this life is loving God and loving others and serving others and fulfilling your purpose. here. Like, it's just we are so little when it comes to the grand scheme of things. And so when you actually think about what Jesus and what Mary and all of them went through to actually give birth to Jesus, what Christmas actually means, it will make this season better. It will. I started recently reading the Christmas story on Christmas morning to my family because I know we get really sad on Christmas morning and it just helps. Like Jesus was born this day, like praise God. He saved us. You know, he came down to us. And so I feel like there is so much joy in Jesus. And that is why one of the main Christmas songs is joy to the world, because that's literally what Jesus is is joy to this world. He is God with us. He's Emmanuel. And so y'all, as I've said it, I've said it 50 times, keep your eyes on Jesus. Educate yourself on what the Christmas season is actually about. Educate yourself on what the Christmas story actually is, what the birth of Jesus actually is. And it will change your perspective on so much. And so that's in this episode. I hope you learned some things. Honestly, what I even touched on today was not even half of what I learned. But I learned this years ago about just the the nitty gritty details and the deep details about the birth of Jesus and what Christmas actually means. And I forgot because I lost my dad at one point and just didn't even all I wanted to do was cry and be depressed and not celebrate joy, the joy to this world, you know. And so I learned this years ago, and it's still so fascinating to actually know the nitty gritty details of the birth of Jesus. And it makes me feel closer to him because it almost humanizes him in a way of like, yeah, he really, Mary really went through a lot. Joseph went through a lot. Like it was a lot for Jesus's birth. And so I really do hope that this brought a new perspective and that you did learn about what Christmas is all about. And if anyone comes, a non-believer comes that doesn't believe in Jesus and they're saying, well, this is dumb, like Jesus, da 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 we don't celebrate Christmas because of this, tell them what you learned about the Christmas story and why we celebrate Christmas. That is the end, y'all. Um, Thank you for making it. If you made it to the end, Merry Christmas. It's so crazy. I can't believe it's Christmas. Anyways, I will talk to y'all next week. Make sure y'all like, subscribe, leave me five stars and all the things. And yeah, I'll see y'all later. Bye.